Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is May 21st, and our reading comes from John chapter 12. Beginning in verse 1, it says this, Six days before Passover celebration, Jesus arrived in Bethany, the home of Lazarus, the man he had raised from the dead. Well, the dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor. Martha served, and Lazarus was among those who ate with him. Then Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made with the essence of nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance. But Judas Iscariot, the disciple who would betray him, said that perfume was worth a year's wages. It should have been sold and the money given to the poor. Not that he cared for the poor. He was a thief. And since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole some for himself. Jesus replied, leave her alone. She did this in preparation for my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. When all the people heard of Jesus' arrival, they flocked to see him and also to see Lazarus, the man Jesus had raised from the dead. Then the leading priest decided to kill Lazarus too. For it was because of Lazarus that many of the people had deserted them and believed in Jesus. When I read this passage today, What stood out to me was this. Sometimes when you do the right thing, people will attack you, criticize you for it. In the beginning of the story, Jesus is hanging out at Lazarus's home and Martha is working so hard. She's probably cooking. She's cleaned the house. She's taking care of guests. She's waiting on everybody. Busy, 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 busy. She probably has the gift of servanthood. She's probably a two on Enneagram, right? But then Mary, she's sitting at the feet of Jesus, just worshiping, anointing his feet with his perfume, wiping his feet with her hair. Now, John doesn't capture this, but Luke does. In that moment, Martha begins to criticize Mary because she's not helping. Now, the truth is what Martha's doing and what Mary is doing are both legitimate ways to serve, to worship, to bless the Lord. Martha's doing it through her service. Mary's doing it through her worship. Maybe she's a four on Enneagram, right? She's loving on Jesus, pouring out the perfume. But it's just interesting. Martha is criticizing Mary. And then Judas is criticizing Mary. Now, the truth is, Jesus could care less about the poor. The verse says he's a thief. He wants to sell this perfume and get the money because then he can have some for himself. And then at the end of the passage, the religious leaders, they're ready to kill Lazarus. Why? Because people have heard about the story of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. They see Lazarus alive and well. They hear his testimony and the testimony of his sisters. And the Jews are getting nervous and insecure because people 
are leaving them and following Jesus based on his testimony. So they figure the best thing we can do is get rid of Lazarus. So in this story, you got Mary and Martha who are doing really a good thing. Jesus has raised a man from the dead, and yet there's so much criticism for the good that's been done. And once again, so many times in your life, you'll do the right thing and people will criticize or attack you for it. See, sometimes I think as Christians, we live with this assumption, if I do what's right, everybody will celebrate it. Everybody will pat me on the back. Everybody will tell me how wonderful and generous and gracious, and I'm just a beautiful person. But the truth is, often you do what's right, and people attack you for it. They crucify you. They put you on a cross. Jesus is the perfect sinless Son of God here to save all of humanity, and yet they crucified him. Why would we expect any less? That's just part of it, right? Do what it's right. You know, for years, one of the things we've said here at Definition Church is this, do what's right and trust the Lord. What a great philosophy to live by. Do what is right and trust the Lord. In fact, I have a friend I was talking to today, and he's in politics in a very influential position. And lately, he's been in a really challenging situation and has just continued to do the right thing and keep his integrity and not lash out. And I was just talking to him today, and I just told him, man, I am so proud of you. I've been watching him and watching the way he's handled this situation, and and it's been very impressive, very encouraging. I think it's a powerful witness. I think it points people to Jesus, and it is certainly evidence that God is alive and at work in his life. Man, what a great testimony. And as we talked, you know what he said to me today? He said, when I do what's right, and then he was honest. I love this. He said, now, I don't always do what's right, but I always try to do what's right. Now, sometimes I get down the road and look back and realize, you know, maybe I could have handled a situation a little differently. But every day I'm trying to do the right thing. And so at the end of the day, when I lay my head down on my pillow, I get a good night's sleep. In other words, there's peace in his life because he's living with integrity. He's trying to do the right thing and trust the Lord. You know, the same thing is true for you. When you live with integrity, when you do your best to live by this philosophy, to do what is right and trust the Lord, you'll be able to get in bed, lay your head on your pillow and sleep well. There will be peace in your life. Man, what a great way to live. Do what is right and trust the Lord. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray that you would give us all the courage and the faith to do that. So many times we are way too concerned about the outcome. We're way too concerned about how other people feel about our decisions or what they say about us. And at the end of the day, we need to live for the audience of one. We need to live to please you. We need to do what is right and trust you in every situation we face. So God, I pray that you'd give us that kind of faith. Give us that kind of courage. Give us that kind of strength to do what's right and let the chips fall, to trust you no matter what 
happens. And God, I pray that you'd fill our heart and our lives with tremendous peace and rest as we walk with you and trust you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I hope that encourages and strengthens your faith today. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.